Hello everyone, I'm Charlene, and I thank you for coming to Take a Sheep Peek. Now, this episode, I started recording before I went on vacation. So I have different hair in the first part of this video. So this is the episode where I'm gonna talk all about Coco before Chanel. I'm very excited to finally be giving you this episode. This movie was very interesting. I recommend you um, watch it if you are even the slightest bit interested in Chanel. I think you'll find this interesting. Um, I think that you'll like the movie. So at the end of this movie, I'll have a rating. Let me know right now in the comments what you would rate this movie if you've seen it. Let me know if you've even heard of it. I haven't heard of this movie um, before, like maybe a month or so before I watched it. Um, so I was interested and wanted to review it for the um, for the podcast because I thought it would be just like, you know, something different for me to do and talk to you guys about. Um, I like talking about all kinds of uh, aspects of fashion so this is just like kind of just something different and fun for me so I did rate the movie and uh, let me know what you think about my rating um, when you get to it at the end and go ahead and subscribe to the channel subscribe to me on your podcast feeds make sure that your notifications are turned on so that you're notified every time I post so let's get right on into this review of Coco before Chanel Coco Before Chanel, which is a 2009 film. Um, it stars Audrey Tautou, um, and she plays, obviously, Coco Chanel. And this movie is basically, um, it follows the early life of Coco Chanel before she became a designer kind of shows like kind of her uh, journey and what got her there but mostly in the personal life um, but you do see a little bit of how um, her love of fashion um, is born and how that all started and how she got her start basically um, it really focuses heavily um, on her love life in a way more than the fashion side the fashions in there um, and if you're looking for it it is in there and it's everywhere especially in just the costumes that they're wearing and watching her notice what everyone is wearing at all times and she's always critiquing that so there are little touches of her love of fashion um almost as if it was before she really knew um that she had a love for it or that's what she wanted to do she started out being um like a seamstress and then a hat maker um for some very rich and wealthy um people let's say like socialites um in the area um where she was living at the time uh, now um first we could talk about the cast really quick um again playing Coco Chanel as Audrey Tautou. 
um, who is great in this. I should make sure I say up front before I even get into the cast that this movie was um, in French. It's subtitled and um, I wasn't sure how I was going to like that because I prefer like a voice uh, voiceover like the dubbed over. Um, I know some everybody has their preferences on that like a, one, some people like one more than the other. However, I found this movie uh, to be so good and so interesting that the subtitles didn't bother me um, like they normally would. Sometimes I just feel like I'm doing more reading than watching the movie, but not this time. Um, I, I really was pleasantly surprised um, by how much I really enjoyed this movie. Um, and I wasn't expecting to not like it, but once it started, I, was, I just wasn't sure where it was going to go. This was a really interesting movie. Um, it's very much just about her beginning years of her life and her trying to find her place. So this movie, again, starring Audrey Tautou. Audrey Tautou plays Coco Chanel. Um, playing her sister, Adrienne Chanel, is Marie Gillian. Etienne Balsan is another very prominent um, character in this movie, and he's played by Benoit Polvorde. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce that. <laughs> Etienne Balsan, I just refer to as Balsan most of the time. I didn't even remember that his name was Etienne. Um, they mostly call him Balsan through the whole movie. Emmanuel DeVos, um, who plays Emilienne. Um, Alessandro Nivola, who plays Arthur. Um, his nickname was Boy in the movie. Um, those are the main characters that you need to know about um, that are, uh, are even discussed um, in this movie for the most part. So I wanted to go over like what the movie was about and just kind of give my thoughts. This is a movie that is about a designer that is very has very much created a fashion empire that has lived on beyond her you will see a lot of fashion of that time period which i expected but um i really liked her facial expressions at different parts of the movie um she, how she watches people and what they wear you can tell that they're trying to show her love of fashion early on um the way she gives advice to different people who are like above her uh in class the advice that she gives them on fashion that just comes to her they're very much uh, giving you the sense of um, uh, that fashion and design came naturally to her. Um, she started out as a seamstress and like she would do tailoring and then she was making hats. She would design hats um, for the rich socialites in town or the and like actresses and actors like the definitely like the people who were 
big names and being like out there in the public eye at that time and for that time period and what it meant for that time period. So that's kind of where she got her start. It's very interesting how she even got into that position. The movie starts with her and her sister in what seems to be like a bar. They don't say specifically what it is, um, but there are a lot of men there with uh, women on their laps and there are a lot of women performing, um, like singing and dancing and things like that and being introduced to people. And this is where people are meeting you know, each other or where the married men are going to do their things. I don't know. <laughs> I should have said in the beginning. Coco's real name is Gabrielle. It's Gabrielle Chanel. She did get the nickname Coco from her dad um, years ago. And then when we start off in this movie at this bar cabaret type situation and her and her sister are uh, singers and dancers. They're entertainers. Um, they just sing and dance and then they sit down with these two or three men. I believe it was just it might have been just two. One of the men is Balsan um, and he has a woman already sitting on his lap um, and then um, Gabrielle Coco is sitting next next and then her sister and then another man and I think the other man was supposed to be getting introduced to her sister and so they're kind of sitting there having a pleasant conversation they're supposed to be there keeping the men happy and content and wanting to spend more money at this establishment you understand Balsan was very much flirting with Coco from the very beginning um, she was not having it. She gave him like little snippy answers back ever to almost everything he said. That was like her personality um, in dealing with a lot of people. Um, she just gave him smart mouth. She didn't put up with any crap, you know? She, you can't just talk to her anyway that you want to. Hassan gave her the nickname Coco. And when she was telling him that her name was Gabrielle, and he's like, hmm, I like Coco. I just, I like Coco, so I'm gonna call you Coco. And it really like stuck from there. And then later on in the movie, she does mention that her father used to call her Coco um, for a different reason. Um, so once this guy just started making that her name, it just kind of, she never went back to really saying her name was Gabrielle. It was, she just kept going with Coco. Her name's Coco. The director of this cabaret bar, I know, that he was called the their director. He made some kind of comment to um, Coco and her sister about keep up that, keep up what you're doing, um, talking to the men like that because it keeps them spending more money. Um, and I can't remember what she said back to him, but she made a smart comment back. And he's like, oh, you don't want to do that? Well, let's get two other girls. You got, you girls know how to sing this song that they were singing. Um, do you know how to sing that song? I think the song was called Coco. Um, it was about a dog named Coco. Um, but 
So they basically got fired, her and her sister, but they were supposed to be working there because they wanted to save up for these dresses because they really wanted to audition for something bigger um, for another like um, director. And there was, um, so before they left, they stole some dresses from the dressing room um, back there before they left and then she ran out. Um, so that was the last time they were there. Um, their day, that was their evening job and then their day job was as seamstresses. Also with the dresses that she stole, um, she like has her sister wearing it and she's, you could start to see her early eye for fashion where she starts kind of like cutting in here, like kind of redesigning the dress um, while it's like, while she's looking at it and she takes it off first, she's cutting here. She's already redesigning the dress. She already, it's like they're already showing the eye for fashion that she had. Little bits like that that they do throw in in this movie to kind of give you the feel that you know this was just in her bones from day one um they show her um you know tailoring a dress like trying you know she's working on a dress with a woman standing there and the man balsan comes in he found her because he very much said that he had like hadn't seen her um back at the club or wherever and um uh, he did, he came to find her and asked her out on a date, and she said yes. Um, it was kind of cute. So after she goes she goes out on the date with Balsan, he gets her, they had a they had a fun date, and she he gets her um, an audition with the person that they were trying to get this audition with this big audition. Um, his name was the Alcazar. Now, before the audition, though, she goes, like, Coco is going to tell Adrian, her sister, that, you know, she, like, here, we, we have this audition. We finally have this great audition. This is what we've been, like, trying to do. We've been trying to, like, find a way to get this audition with this, with the Alcazar. Adrian tells Coco that she plans to marry uh, Maurice, the Baron, and, um become a baroness and they were gonna move to Paris and uh, so she basically refused to do the audition with Coco because she didn't need that life anymore because she was moving to Paris with her baron um, and she was going to be married um, it's very much a time where women are it's very important for at this in this time period for women to be married um just if just to survive almost um because if you're unmarried and just trying to survive with by working it's so much harder just just to make it on your own it's very um it's made to be very hard for them so getting married and then just being a wife is what a woman is like aspiring to be this didn't seem like it was in Coco's blood at all um it didn't seem like she was that enthusiastic about the idea of getting married at all um she hadn't found anyone that she felt like that about yet um however um I also will say that um in that 
it doesn't seem like she cared about getting married. She also seemed very determined to make her own way. And she was just trying to figure out how she was gonna do that. That's the feeling that you get with everything that she does. It's like very much determined, just determined to get there on her own. Like that, that's the vibe that I get. So the audition happens, Coco doesn't do well. You know, she was, her heart isn't in it now. You know, her sis, she was planning on her sister being up there with her for the audition. And you know, she's now she's not in it. Like she just, she couldn't even get herself together to like sing well. And so, um, or dancing, like it just, she was not, she, she blew it. She blew the audition. Um, so after that, um, she just goes back to her job. Balsan comes, um, to her job to tell her goodbye. Um, and she, this is when she realizes for the first time that he doesn't live there, that he lives in Paris. And she says, goodbye, oh, where are you going? He's like, well, I don't live here. I've only was visiting for, I guess, a couple weeks um, or however many weeks. I can't remember how many weeks he said, but I was only visiting for a few weeks and now I'm going back home. So I just wanted to stop by and say goodbye. And so, course she just she just says okay goodbye and she's very much like trying to <sighs> trying to act like it doesn't bother her that he's leaving um trying to act like she doesn't care um but so he goes back to Paris in the next scene they I don't I can't I don't think they show how much time has passed at this point but Coco makes a surprise visit to Balsan. I am assuming that he gave her his information before he left. Um, or maybe she, I don't know how she else she could have found it. So anyway, she's in her mid-20s. Her um, sister, Adrienne, and I believe it's her older sister. I think she's the younger of the, of the two. Um, her sister, Adrienne, has already moved to Paris with the Baron. She is not married, though. Um, and it's interesting um, because, I mean, spoiler alert, um, for like the end of like this like talk here, but the sister never gets married. This, this is not in this movie. I don't know if she ever does. Um, the sister never gets married um, to the Baron. Um, that was the whole reason why she moved to Paris and she was living with him and every time she talked to um Coco throughout these years of this movie that this movie takes place she just will say little things like the parent his parents don't like me and I don't know if he's gonna marry or ever gonna marry me or if he's gonna marry me yet or like it's very uncertain even though it seems like that's why she moved there was specifically so that they could get married so I'm very that's very much like not the main um story you know it's not the main story um so it's kind of I, I don't really have a lot of answers about what happens with that. 
Um, but it is interesting that um, they just they do check back in with the sister only to let us know that the sister never married the Baron. And Coco and her surprise visit to the Baron, um, she acts as if um, he acts like he's a little bit bothered by it, like a little annoyed, um, but also just tells his um, butler, um, just, you know, put her in the room, the floral bedroom, no problem. Um, Coco basically just told him, oh, I was visiting, coming out here to visit my sister, but she's not home. Like, I don't know. She's like, she's on vacation. So I didn't know that she wasn't going to be there. So now I have nowhere to go. So can I stay? Like, basically, can I stay with you? And he says, yes. He has the butler, like, you know, get the floral room ready for her. And thus begins her kind of living with him for much longer than she intended this started out to be like a couple days and then on the day that she was supposed to leave by the way he's also is kind of making her be an entertainer at his house um for company from time to time like kind of like one time she just was I think at first he just had her kind of mingling with guests um or no I take that back at first he had her hiding um and then when he's like all drunk and stuff at the end of the night of course he wants to you know come get some um but then like other times he had her like mingling with the guests and then other times he would have her like singing he was really treating her like talent like like entertainment and like her payment was you get to stay with me that's what it seemed to morph into um then slowly though it started morphing into more of um like I don't know it's it's hard to say because Balsan seemed like he was um embarrassed by Coco being with Coco a lot of the times like he tried to hide her a lot um one time he took her to um a horse race takes her to the horse race and he leaves her down um below like on the field or on like on the grass level and he sits up in the box with his rich friends and she's like oh well we're not gonna stay together and he's like, oh, no, you'll you'll have more fun down here. It's going to be boring talk up there. He did this at different parts of uh, different points um, in their relationship where he would, if they were out in public, he would act like he wasn't with her. Like behind closed doors, still being pretty, like, nice and, you know, much better to her and maybe almost sometimes seeming like it was a relationship for the most part it seemed like um a working relationship a friendship very much so she was very aware that he had other women um that he brought around so it wasn't like they were in a relationship but it's it's very tricky because once someone a man came over uh arthur Capel, who has the nickname Boy, he was interested in Coco from the beginning. Um, he told her right away, like they just had a connection. Um, 
just from their first interaction with each other. He's playing the piano at Balsan's house and um, Coco is just listening. And then she just walks away. You know, she's not being inappropriate. You know, she's very much knows her place. Um, You know, she's not she's not Balsan's wife, but she is also kind of the woman of the house. But it's still very much understood that they're not really together. Um, But then Arthur asks, um, he asks Balsan about her um, and if he can borrow her, which I hated that they used that word, but I'm sure that that's just how it was. Like, it's just realness, you know, that's just the reality of how someone would have asked for something like that so I'm pretty sure it was very um upfront out in the open that they that Coco and Balsan were not in a relationship they were just living together she was living or she was living with him living in his home um but they were not married they were not in a relationship and they never acted like they were um but they just had it was just a lot of time spent and I think it helped her um not having to worry about where she lived not having to worry about really working um now that her sister was gone it helped her a lot um he was helping her you know she it gave her a place to stay um I jumped the gun even talking about Arthur because there after a couple days before we get to this point when at the beginning when she first started staying with Balsana it was just going to be a couple days and when it was time for her to leave and he, she was supposed to go to the train station and the butler is getting ready to take her to the train station and they're walking to the carriage that's getting ready to take her and she walks up to it and she says I'm not going and she just turns around and leaves she's just like she's literally just turns around and goes back in the house like she just literally said I'm not going and she just went back in the house and literally did not go. And it was like the movie didn't show any uh, like conversation between her and Balsan. I thought I missed something. I had to rewind it because I'm like, they're not showing any conversation between her and Balsan that is telling me that Balsan is wondering why she's still here why didn't she leave or even her saying to him you know what I really want to stay can't what are like tell me what I have to do to stay or whatever all of a sudden the dynamic just changes a little from like of course at first she was just very much a house guest and then it changes into now you're kind of like you're going to mingle with guests and you're going to kind of be my entertainment when people come over and you know everybody's very much aware that there this is a this is someone who is working for me as payment to live here or, or like working to live here um working for me so that she can live here um and you know uh 
I don't know how else to describe it. Um, it was a very interesting situation and they very much had like a behind the scenes relationship. They very much had like, you know, nights where they were getting together was not platonic at all, but also they weren't in love. Um, and they did not even act like they were, um, so again fast forward to when we get to um boy arthur is asking about her that is the point where balsan starts to feel a little bit of jealousy and i think starts to um realize he has more feelings for coco than he realized this is the part in the movie that becomes a little tricky as well let me back up so i know i keep wanting to get to that point because it's such like a turning point in the relationship between coco and balsan but let me go back to when um coco just decided she wasn't leaving and she just said i won't i won't be going um and she just she stayed she went and got a horse he was having a picnic with some of his like with a lady friend um and someone else was there too it was like at least two women were there um so she rides out there and she's not riding side saddle and she has her hair tucked in her hat and um i think and she's wearing pants and at, the, at first they thought that she was a man um and as they talk more obviously they realize that she's not um but coco ends up befriending the one um uh balsan's lady friend emilienne um she gives her a lot of uh fashion advice and gives her opinions on the things that she's wearing um that's kind of how it starts um because coco is very much um uh she's just very blunt and not afraid to tell people what she thinks she just would tell her what she thought um about what she was wearing and then give her maybe a better option there was this time where um balsam was having a party at his house um emilian was going to be there um so coco's new friend um and balsam's lady friend is kind of a wild dynamic um and Balsam gives Coco this dress to wear um, and she puts it on and she just looks in her, at herself in the mirror. She's just like, she doesn't like herself in it. It kind of makes her look like, not only like everyone else, which she seemed very much against trying to look like everyone else. She likes to stay in her own lane. She doesn't like to be like everyone else. And she took the dress off and she created her own dress for the party. Um, which was like more along the lines of tweed or plaid print that you would see today. Um, maybe not exactly the tweed fabric, but it was more along the lines of that like plaid um, print that you would see um, from Chanel. This movie very much wants us to be reminded or wants to show, portray at least that this was in her before she knew it, um, before she was actually um, doing it, before she was practicing it. So um, Emilienne and Coco 
are becoming really like even better friends um and it's not awkward at all they just are being friends and slamming the same dude am i allowed to say that (laughs) i think it's like a unspoken but common knowledge type thing what's happening here but it's never it never seems to be an issue i don't know how else to describe it but at the end of the day emilian and coco have become really good friends she has been making her hats she made her a hat and um she did she really Emilianne likes to likes to wear these really big and bold and flashy hats and Coco was always trying to get her to wear something like a little less loud or a little understated or just a little less than what she was wearing and so she was trying to give her tips on that and she ended up um, designing a hat for her um, she was uh, Emilianne wasn't sure about it she didn't really necessarily um, agree with um where coco was going but after she just wore her the hat that she designed for her anyway she got so many compliments on it and so many people asking her where she got her hat from and things like that that she wanted her to make more hats for her um so there's a conversation where she's talking uh to her about designing more hats for her and for her friends people were very interested in um having her design hats for them. Her fashion designs, it basically started with hats. At this point of the movie, Coco is starting, this is where Coco catches the eye of Arthur boy. Um, Balsong gets a little jealous. Arthur is in a weird situation that he hasn't shared with Coco, um, where he, Arthur isn't rich and he is going to marry for money. Um, And he is going to marry this very um, well-to-do woman and uh, of high status and wealth. But then before that happens, obviously he meets Coco and he starts falling for her. Um, And he kind of want to see wants to see where this may go now in the meantime uh coco goes to see emilienne in one of her plays afterwards she goes backstage to talk to her and she's basically asking her for advice or help on getting out on leaving Balsan's house and getting like help with her career like how can she get out and do this on her own um because she's not going to be able to do it while she's there um she can't do anything for herself while she's living with him you know um so she wants to get out on her own and like make her own way and so she's asking Emilienne because Emilienne has all these contacts you know she has um you know she's a woman of status and she's in all these plays and you know so she's kind of a a celebrity as well and so she um and wealthy 
And so she is hoping that, you know, do you know someone who could you could introduce me to to get me hooked up in this area or that area? Can you help me? Coco is just coming to her like, please help me like get my career started. I need you like I I can't do this on my own, but I can't do it there in that house with him either. And Emilian is like kind of not seeing why she's trying to do anything but stay where she's at she basically tells her like look you have a good thing going stay there and ride it out like you get a good thing going over there with boss on stay over there in that castle and just ride it out she says you know you can keep on designing hats for me and my friends um but the ideas that coco had um, for how um, Emilian could help her. Emilian was not willing and or did not think it would work. Um, and ultimately was just thinking, just stay there. Stay there with Balsan. You're in this big old castle with this man who's letting you live there for free. He gives you whatever you want. You can have whatever you want. And why try to leave that? You don't need to make your own money. You don't need anything. He's giving it to you. You have it. Um, she didn't say all of that, but that is the gist of what she's saying. Like, what are you, what are, why are you trying to leave this? You have a good thing going here. Just go with it. So, and, and that, I believe it's the very next scene. Arthur is um, over the house. There's some other kind of party going on at uh, Balsan's house. And um, everyone's over there. Arthur's there. Emilien is there. Coco is dressing Emilien for the event. Emilien does not trust her judgment on what she's wearing. She wants it to be more form-fitting while uh, Coco's trying to give her something um, very loose. Um, it's not really loose, but it's just more loose than what a lot of women of that day are used to wearing. A lot of women uh, at that time were just in corsets and really form-fitting bodice. Okay, everyone, jumping right back in where I left off. Emilian is questioning um, Coco's vision with her outfit let's say um so she's not she wants to show off more she wants to show her body it's like i said in the last segment women wore corsets and they bound themselves up really tightly around the waist and um really showed off their whatever they saw as their favorite assets which was mostly like trying to give themselves hourglass figures in their clothing just showing off all their womanly curves and things like that that is really a lot of what was going on um in this time in this era where they are right now um that's very much the vibe so um at this party arthur comes up to balsan now he has been eyeing Coco for a while. Arthur, or boy as they call him, um, he goes to Balsan and he's basically kind of asking. He's not basically asking, he is flat out asking, can I borrow your woman for the weekend? 
for two days. He literally says, I would like to borrow her for two days. Um, he says that he likes her. He makes his intentions very much known to Balsan, what he wants from Coco. Um, he wants to spend some extra time with her. Um, there's something underlying that um, is going on here and um, there's a secret that's not being told yet. A little bit of foreshadowing in this conversation. Um, there's something definitely that Coco is unaware of, but she is very much interested in Arthur um, as well. And um, finding out about this like very much excites her, makes her feel like kind of giddy. You can see um, even just once their little two day date ha starts happening, um, you can see how excited she is, how just like, um, I don't know, that's the only way I can describe it is giddy. Um, she's very pleased. And so um, they have a really great like time together. In Arthur's mind, this is probably like his one last little fling because the foreshadowing is that he is already um, set to wed um, another woman who is a wealthy woman of status. This is the type of woman that a man like Arthur needs um, to bring his status level up. This is a lot of the reason for marrying at this time and this day it was all about what is this going to do for me um how will this look how will this bring my status up um and if you are the one who has more status um will this person hurt my status so there's a lot of that um throughout this movie that you start to pick up on um, just this time. Um, and seeing that the reasons for marriage were rarely about love. Um, and it was a lot about what, how it would benefit each person socially and money-wise as well. I mean, well, money-wise, probably first and foremost. Um, that's just my opinion and my take on it after watching this. So even just the fact that Arthur would go and ask Balsan if he could borrow, with quotes or air quotes around borrow, um, borrow Coco for two days to spend time with her. He asked Balsan before he even asked Coco. Um, so, at any rate, I digress. Um, the point of all that was just to kind of lead up to the kind of heartbreak that Coco ends up feeling when she finds out about Arthur um, being engaged um, or planning to wed um, this other woman and the fact that he didn't tell her this. So also I want to say that, you know, Balsan seems very, um, 
he seems very much like he does not want to show Arthur that this kind of bothers him a little bit. Um, this is when Balsan has to kind of internally, it seems like he is internally um, acknowledging that he has real feelings for Coco and that's not where this, how this started out for them. Um, and now he's having these feelings where he's feeling a little jealous of the attention that Coco is getting from Arthur and feeling a little jealous of the affection and attention that Coco is giving to Arthur herself. Um, it's very interesting to see um, that you like you really start to see it more or the movie is showing you us this more in this character once it is very clear that there is attraction between Arthur and Coco and it's like now that's when uh Balsan realizes like well wait a minute maybe I have taken her a bit for granted because I don't like he's gotten so used to her being there She's become kind of a fixture um, in his life without him planning for that. And so that realization, we, you kind of see him going through that in his mind. This is not something that's spoken out loud. It's more of like, you know, the thought, the thought process that you assume that he's going through when he keeps, they keep panning to his face and showing just the long looks of him like thinking. And, you know, anyway, he says to Arthur at this request, he says, be my guest. It'll clear her head. Um, so in his mind, you know, because he does whatever he wants to do. They're not married. Um, it's, they live not even as if they're married. They very much have like a relationship as husband and wife, um, of that day, even though they are not at all. And he does not even try to make people think that she is. He's almost, uh, not almost, he is it very much acts like he's ashamed to be seen with her a lot of the time. Um, so she doesn't, isn't made to feel like a spouse or look like a spouse, but she's such a fixture in that home. And so many of his friends are starting to um, not only see her all the time, but just be used to seeing her all the time, which is why you know, someone like Arthur, who is now like kind of interested in Coco, feels the need to even ask this question. This is not someone that he sees as like, oh, they're just friends. She's just staying here for a period of time, maybe like a roommate situation. He doesn't see it that way at all. He very much sees it like, I need to kind of ask if this is okay. Um, for me to spend time with her, I guess this is their version of doing it on the up and up. I don't know. Um, you know, it's, it's different. It's different. So they spend time together. They go to the beach, they go dancing. She, Coco is actually surprised that he wants to be seen in public with her, which is so heartbreaking. Um, her surprise at that. It's sad, um, that she felt so used to being um, put in a spot where she was made to feel less than and um, like she wasn't worthy um, in Balsan's presence 
all the time. So those types of people that she was used to him being with and being friends with, it kind of made her wonder if um, Arthur would be the same way. Um, would he, because he's one of the friends, you know, would he be the same way? Would he treat her that same way too? Like, yes, wants to be with me in private and that's fun. And she's all here for that. She's all here for whatever he wants to do, even if he hides her because that's the level of attraction she feels. And she is like resigned to that. Um, but the fact that he was not trying to hide her at all was really um, refreshing, but also it just was sad to see like her um, surprise at that. You know, it's something that you shouldn't be surprised about. And yeah, here we are. Um, but they do go dancing and she um, has a dress that's made for her. She gets a dress that's made for her, like to her exact specifications. And this is where they go back to showing in her eye for fashion and how she wasn't um, always into just showing clothes that were very form-fitting and showing off an hourglass figure or shape. Um, she was very much um, about like looser fitting dresses and um, the tweed is shown a lot too. But this particular scene where they show her, you know, giving the um her specifications to the tailor um about like what she how she wants her dress um made and how she wants it to fit herself and just standing up and saying you know even in those moments being able to say no you know it's it's interesting because it's uh, she is very much stern and uh, this is who I am. This is what I like and I'm not going to be moved when it comes to her fashion, her fashion sense and her advice that she gives to others um, when she is um, sewing a dress for them or doing their hats and things like that. She's very much like digs her heels in and everyone's always happy afterwards, uh, whether it's a client or um, just others uh, commenting on the dress that she's wearing. So they're dancing um, and she is wearing this um, loose fitting black dress. And I believe she was the only black dress in the entire room. And um, she just looked so happy and pretty but just like they looked so in love this he was like you could see him looking at her so proud to be with her and that was like a really like great point in the movie for me too just seeing her get a little bit of happiness even if it was gonna be like you know there was gonna be a little bump on the way coming up um, just seeing that for her, um, I, I was realized in this moment, like how much I was fighting for this character, um, internally and seeing her happy, just dancing was just, um, yeah, it just was, it was great. It was just great. Um, and that was a really like good part of the movie. Um, she stood out amazingly. This was a way for them to just showcase how 
her eye for fashion was even better. It was like ahead of its time. Um, trying to show them a different way in fashion. And um, she forced it on them. No one wanted, no one uh, agreed with her ideas. And then when she would, um, when the creation was finished, it, then no one could take their eyes off of it. Um, when Coco gets back from this two day date with Arthur, AKA boy, he gets, she gets back. Coco sits down with Balsan and she's so like in bliss. Like she's still on a high from those days of being with him. But Arthur hasn't told her about his other situation. And so Coco is making plans to leave Balsan and go to be with Arthur and that they're gonna get married. They've spent this time together and they've made this physical commitment to each other. And I think she just, she just assumed the next thing we're gonna do is get married. We're in love, you know, we've, there, what is what else is there? Like, what else would I think is going to happen now? We're going to get married. Um, and she's so happy and so excited. And Balsan is so jealous. He's so, he's getting so upset thinking about it. Uh, Balsan starts getting so like uncomfortable and visibly upset at the um, thought of this just hearing her talking about this is really like, it's upsetting him. He's like, he's jealous. He doesn't want her to be with Arthur. He was hoping that clearing her mind, um, that comment was made hoping that she would move forward with him and be more agreeable to the things he wanted her to do. Okay, you guys. Here we are in yet another part. I had to re-record this part. Some crazy audio things happened with the last portion of my review of this movie. So here I am re-recording, um, but I'm doing it for my car. <laughs> uh, so the audio listeners, you can't see this, but that's why it may sound a little different. Anyway, so to get back into this, we're at the point now where Balsan is feeling jealous and kind of hurt about um, Coco expressing how much she is in love with Arthur, boy, with the fact that she wants to marry him and all these things. And in these feelings of anger and, or maybe not anger, but sadness and jealousy, he decides, Balsan decides to just tell her about the woman that Arthur is going to marry. Um, he just decides, well, if he didn't tell you, I'm going to tell you. So that he tells her and at first she doesn't believe him. Um, and then she kind of begins to believe it more and then she goes to Arthur and asks him and he confirms it for her that yes he is set to wed another woman um, and he didn't tell her um, so Coco is going through all of the emotions about that she's very much heartbroken 
uh, very sad, obviously. Um, the movie kind of fast forwards to her getting past it. Um, I'm not really sure how, like, uh, what he said. The movie doesn't really go deep into, like, what made her decide to just move forward with him as his mistress because that's very much what happened um he comes with her to balsan to express that he is going to pretty much be taking coco with him helping her start her business um for her you know designing hats for people and even then some and more and more things and he's going to help her do that and she it's unspoken, but he is basically going to take her on as his mistress. He's still going to marry this wealthy woman, and he's going to help Coco get her business off the ground. And with his status and contacts and money, he does just that. Um, so after he does that, they show like periods of time um between them uh where this is how their life is the movie wants to show us like so this is where their life is now and she has her studio we should call it her whole boutique her store and she's in there uh she's designing a hat for a million and uh her sister's there working with her and she also um she's they're showing the different dresses and things that she's designing more than just hats now. And this is showing where the beginning of the Chanel brand um, is really taking off and becoming a success. Um, and one scene, Arthur comes in when she's designing or she's fitting a hat on Emilienne. And then he just kind of gives her a look <laughs> from the hall and she smiles stops everything she's doing and goes upstairs with him and it's like a whole home upstairs I, i'm assuming that means she lives on top of the building where her studio is or you know there isn't the end of this movie is very much tied up in a bow quickly um, so the end part where you see her becoming successful as a designer and not just a hat designer anymore, a fashion designer, and all of that just starts to get tied up quickly. And then in the next scene, her and Arthur going out to dinner together. Also, you see other women walking in with her hats on and her designs and it's showing that like you know this is where life is now she has gotten this success and um the notoriety that she wants and she's building she's building at this point then later on um in another scene uh coco and balsan are together at emilienne's play and um, after the play, they're talking and um, her uh, Coco's sister comes um, to like, she's rushing up to tell her that there was a car accident and Arthur was driving the car and he passed away. Um, he, he's gone. Um, they 
fast forward to another scene where Coco has apparently had Balsan drive her to the site of the car accident and obviously no one's there but the car is still there like uh turned upside down or on its side or whatever and she is you know cries in the middle of the street it's very sad um it's like a very sad and quick ending to this movie and you know she mourns Arthur but then it just very much keeps picking up to show you how she ended up um at the very ending scene is her uh at what we assume is her first fashion show um and she is putting finishing touches on some of the models and they're going down this spiral staircase to go down to the runway she's there on the staircase fixing final things and then she starts to watch her fashion show um from the spiral staircase and then she sits there and she just has this very pleasant and happy smile on her face and the whole room stands up and gives her a standing ovation and that is the end of the movie her sitting there on the spiral staircase receiving her flowers um yeah it, there are some uh, other points that I do want to add um, that were written at the very end to kind of also give you further um, information about where she was before she passed away herself. Um, she never got married. She um, just stayed, you know, a single woman continuing to design uh, obviously for the empire that is Chanel and that is the end of the movie most of the movie was about her life and where how she got there um, and there are some touches of fashion which I really very much appreciated um, but they once they got through the the whole part of her you know meeting what seemed to be the love of her life after they got through that part and they, they really just wanted to end the movie and say they were like oh oh yeah and a designer thing that she was into that worked out for her too that's how the end of the movie felt at any rate i did like the movie um i would probably give it a three um wherein i like the movie but I wish that they talked more about her, uh, the fashion. I, did, I wish there was more of it, but surprisingly, I still really liked the movie and I liked the story that they told um, because obviously that's not all, you know, being a designer wasn't all she was. That is the movie. What do you think? I know it was quite a deep dive and kind of detailed, but that's kind of the uh, direction I wanted to go with of these movies that I get into. So let me know what you think. What do you rate this movie? What did you think about it? That's all for now, you guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching this all the way to the end. Follow me on social media. Thank you so much for subscribing to the channel. I really appreciate you guys. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.